Hello, everybody. Today in the Ajax Podcast International, we sit down with goalkeeper Andre Onana and striker Lassina Traore. It's unbelievable. It was too much for me, and I said to my agent, whoa, 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 are you sure you want me to come here? <laughs> if you don't win, they, they will go to kill you. Welcome to the Ajax Podcast International. Let's go. It's still after a break. Welcome to the Ajax Podcast International with Horace Cohen and Diederik van Zessen. Hello, Ajax fans. Welcome to episode number five of the API Ajax Podcast International. My name is Horace Cohen and I'm joined by my co-host Diederik van Zessen. Diederik, I'm kind of jealous of you because you had the chance to sit down with our two great Ajax players one of them being striker talent Lassina Traore, and the other our beloved and golden boy goalkeeper Andre Onana. Yeah. How was that? It was cool. I had fun. You did? Yeah, yeah. They were both in a bit of a hurry. Uh, it was before the Friday training. Uh-huh. It was actually funny because when I came to get them, uh, Onana said like, oh, we have a 4 p.m. training for the Heerenveen game. Uh, we always lose when we have a 4 p.m. training. Oh, so that was a good, so uh, that was a good view start. too. <laughs> Luckily, that did not happen, though. And of course, I, luckily, very luckily, that's why we're in a good mood now. We are, and maybe that this means that every time they do a four, four p.m. Training. training, you need to do a podcast with any Ajax seat. I, I hope so. I <laughs> hope so. Yeah, there were no handshakes, of course, because nope. of Corona. It's uh, scary, scary. And you know, I was actually afraid because Ajax lost a few matches before that. Of course, I was mm-hmm. a, a bit afraid about the mood of the guys, but both of them were pretty cheerful, though a little shy in the beginning. So I brought a trophy, you know, a trophy trophy uh, yeah. to break the ice. I had five topics to discuss with every topic. We do that every podcast, of course. And I had a quiz question. So at the end of them, one of them would win the trophy. You know? And sporters and uh, champions as they are, they went for it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I did it to break the ice, but immediately when it was like a really cheap trophy, you know, <laughs> I just got it from... Doesn't the, matter. And they won it. They, it doesn't matter. A trophy is a trophy for these guys. And that's what we love about them. So you know what the first topic... Yes, probably, right? Uh, origin story. Topic one. Of course, yeah, yeah of because course. of course, Andre Onana was born in Nkol Ngok in Cameroon and Lassina Traoré was born in Bobo Dialasso in Burkina Faso. I won't hold you to the pronunciation. Pronunciana- pr- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's French Africa, you know, so uh-huh. uh, French-speaking Africa. So you probably think that it's pretty close to two places. Mm-hmm. So the first question I asked them is how many kilometers is it between these two places that they were born? What do you think? Well, they know each other. They, kilometers. They've been hanging out with each other. Maybe they've discussed this before. I think they would know this a little bit. But do you know it? Oh, do I know it? Africa's a big country. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing a wild guess. Is it um, 2,500 kilometers? Ah, you're close, you're close. Um, here's the answer of Andre and uh, Lassina. I think 3,000. What do you think? 2,000. So you are very close because it's almost 2,000. It's 1,902. So the first, <laughs> the first question is yours. Okay. So uh, and, and at the end there might be a prize. So who got it straight? Because I can't really take the get first them apart. The mumbling first was uh, Lasina, and then Andre came came after that. So he was uh, way closer because he said 2,000, which is really close to the actual yeah. distance that it is between the two places. But just for example, that's just as far as we are from Gibraltar in right. Spain. Spain, the, the so south of Spain. So it's not yeah. close. It's not for close us, at European all. No. manners, it's not close at all. Not close at all. And of course, I asked them 
what is it like where you guys are from? What is your origin story, actually? <laughs> it's a small village. Um, I was born in Kolongo. Uh, it's, my, it's my village, poor place. But for me, it's uh, one of the best places in the world. And uh, it looked like, it looked different, completely different than what we have here. And uh, it's difficult to explain it in English. Uh -huh. It's uh, a luck, you say. It's like um, like a water because we have a lot of water there. Yeah, it's green. It's really green, exactly. It's really green and and always good water. And then, Lucina, um, the same goes to you. If you close your eyes and you think about the place you were born, what do you think about? Yeah, just so my friends, we are playing football, barefoot, that kind of things because I think Bobo is the second second city of Burkina Faso, so it's also nice there. Did you also play bare feet, uh, Andre, when you were younger? Of course. <laughs> of course, it's, um, it's, also, it's almost the, the same way we grew up, no? Then where I grew, I grew up too. So I think uh, it's not, you don't have so many different. So have you ever been in Burkina Faso? No, not yet. Not yet, but uh, I hope so now we go. <laughs> Can you tell me, Andre, um, uh, how did you start playing football? How? I started to play football because of my brother. He was um, a professional player in Cameroon, and he went to Indonesia. So when he started to, when he was playing in Cameroon, I was following him, going to his game, watching his match, and then I, then I started to, to like. Mm -hmm. And how was that back in, uh, in Cameroon, the first first games? It was good, but different, you know, different pitch, different people, different way of playing. But uh, yeah, in the end, it was great. I have very good memories. And how about you, Lasina? First memories as a player? Yeah, I start uh, to follow my mom because she was also a professional football player. Mm -hmm. And then because of my father, we used to watch the Champions League game together in the night that kind of things. That's why I used to like football. And then I say I would also like to be a professional football player. And do you remember the first time that you actually played a, an official game? Yes, it was my first game with the national team under 14 against Ghana. Mm -hmm. And then it was something special for me. What was it like? It was like amazing, amazing because to play for your country is something so big yeah yeah it's different like you said it's really different with the pitch with the ball with the atmosphere but you have to 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 manage with it it's we have a dutch term it's a jongens droom which means boys dream you really hear it a bit in their voices about starting as a young kid seeing his brother seeing his mother becoming and getting that dream and in a place like that where they like you said, have just their bare foot to play with. This must be a real dream for him coming here to play for Ajax or a big uh, foreign team. Yeah, yeah. We, we come to talk about that a little later also, what it was like for him to join Ajax, of course. But for me also, it, I, I, I did have an image in my head because uh, there's also a documentary that was made about uh, Onana, mm -hmm. about the place that he was born. He goes there. It's on YouTube. 
It's called Onana, the boss. The boss, yeah. Uh, it's worth it. So I did have kind of an image, but still, if you ask those guys, like, close your eyes and you can see them close their eyes and they just think about a different world. You it, can see that. It is. It is a different... It, of course, it's a lot... Uh, the temperature is a lot warmer than it is in our little uh, rainy country. That must be a, a different for them. But also the lake, the green. I mean, it's a lot of houses here. There's no uh, outside, basically. So they come from outside. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what you say about the cold uh, part is something that came up uh, in the second topic. Topic two. Because that's coming to Amsterdam. Uh -huh. uh, Andre and Lassina both joined Ajax when they were still uh, a teenager. So I asked them another quiz question and I'll ask you as well. Who was the youngest when they joined? Uh, I'm going to go for Lassina. Now let's check. Him. That was Lassina, what Me. do you think? It was you? Yeah. That's right, you were 17 months, 11 weeks, three, no, 11 months, three weeks and two days, almost 18 when you signed for Ajax. Yeah. And Andre was already 19. Maybe I should have said I gave them a horn. Yes, <laughs> the sound that you hear and uh, woke you up. It was an Ajax horn. An Ajax horn. Actually, Ajax bicycle horn. You yes. can buy it in the in the in the fan shop. Yes, the Dutch are known for their bicycles, and we don't have normal bicycle bells. We have bicycle horns, and the best bicycle horn, of course, is the Ajax. Yeah, and they tooted it. Horn. They, they tooted, tooted it. it. <laughs> so I think Lassina won this one. So it's yep. a one to one in our quiz. And then I asked Andre, you signed a contract here at Ajax on January 3rd, 2015, when you were still playing for Barcelona, Barcelona B. Can you tell me about your first memories of Amsterdam? Oof, a good one, eh? I remember when we arrived in Amsterdam with my agent. Uh, yeah, I arrived in Holland, I think, if I have good memory, 3 of January. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend. It was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I was coming from, you know, I grew up in, I was born in Cameroon, I grew up in Spain. Of course, it's cold there, but not like here. When I arrived here, it was terrible. It was, it was unbelievable. You know, it was too much for me. And I said to my agent, wow, 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 wow. are you sure you want me to come here? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, where I'm going, where I'm going now. But in the end, I'm happy for the choice. I'm happy to be here and everything's going good. And then Lassina, do you remember when you first saw Amsterdam, what you were thinking? Yeah. The first I was looking at the Schiphol was so big in my... was something that I never seen. I never seen before. And then after, like you said, was the, the weather was so... It was difficult. It was difficult. My first time, I, I remember my first time to train with the first team. And after training, I have ice on my, my face, everything <laughs> was, was so, so difficult. Can you imagine? And it's so funny, he says that he asked his agent if, was the, if this was the right, right place. Yeah, is this really <laughs> where you want me to go? Oh, and I'm so glad he, he, uh, the second thoughts went away and he stayed here. Absolutely. But if you're listening to this and you you've never been to Amsterdam, then yeah. you might think that it's actually Iceland over here, but no, it's, it's not, not that cold. No, it's not, but it can be very rainy and just uh, not so just depressing. And on January 3rd, I can imagine, January 3rd, 2015, I looked it come. up, it was a very cold it's day. It's a bad time to it come was a very cold day. for if you have plans. So for Lassina, it was actually really weird though, because uh, when he joined, um, he had to immediately pack his bag because Ajax uh, was having a winter training camp in sunny Florida. Right. Uh, here is what he told us about that. 
was good, it was amazing. And then I remember the first day I was working with him and then I was like this, I'm working with Andre. I just watched him playing against Bayern Munich three weeks three weeks before, so I couldn't believe it. And then after I start to realize that I'm, if I am here, that that means I'm also also good player. So that's why. But was the the most important thing to to do the training camp with, with them. Being a good player and then having Onana uh, as your hero and saying. I'm also a good player. That's also such a boy's dream, such a such a, a book, you know, reading reading the, the adventures of going to a big team and then seeing a hero and walking next yeah, to him. But also inspiring for everyday life. I mean, just joining a new company, for example, let's say you work in an office mm -hmm. and you, you, you meet someone who maybe you looked up to and mm -hmm. you, you the first day you might think like, I am working with this guy or yeah. with this with this girl or with this woman. Um, and then after a few days, you realize I must be also very good because yeah. I work here now. Yeah. Right? This is my. It's just such a great uh, experience mm -hmm. to follow these guys doing this. Topic three. Uh, we're going to talk about their national teams. We already did a little Cameroon and Burkina Faso. So I asked them which national team is higher on the FIFA ranking. So is it Burkina Faso or Cameroon? What do you think? Cameroon, for sure. Cameroon, for sure. <laughs> okay, okay, let's see. <laughs> Oh, okay, that was Andre. What a question. Well, what is it? Cameroon. And, and ha do you know the place at the I don't know, but I, I think know. I know. <laughs> yeah, do you know? I think Cameroon is ninth. And the ninth or tenth? And yes. No, FIFA. Uh, and FIFA? No. In Africa, in Africa, in Africa, the nine, and then we are eleven. I think. Because it's actually, I was surprised. It's really close because Cameroon is yeah. fifty-three and Burkina Faso is fifty-nine. Yeah. So okay. yeah, it's not so close. It's yeah. so close. <laughs> it's so close because between Burkina, friend, between Cameroon and Burkina is only the European club, a European country, or. American country. It's not so close. You have uh, 54, 55. But in Africa, it's, it's, not, it's still have to improve. <laughs> no, in Africa, they're, they're at the ninth place and then we are at the 11 or something. I have to like look back. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like this. He loves being the boss. He loves being the boss. Yeah. There is a real rivalry here. Yeah. Uh, but I really didn't know but it's Burkina not, Faso was that close. It's your country, higher. you know? It's your country. And of course, they are both. Ajax hearted, but then when you talk about their countries, and I think you'll have it with every player, their country is so important to them. And uh, you can really hear in his voice. I love it when he counts all the 54 and 55, and it's like a long way to go to mm -hmm. 59. So um, what else did they say about their experience at their respective national teams? For me, it's, it's all now, you know, something great. Especially play for the country you was born from. <clears throat> And it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, play, play represent Cameroon in any every every aspect. Now even here, when I'm playing here, I'm re representing my country. When I'm playing there, I'm even more happy. And yeah, the feeling is good. You play your families there, your friends, your city, because uh, most of the time you play in Yaoundé, so where I'm, mm -hmm. where I grew up, and yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And what is that stadium like that you play top, over there? Top, top. The stadium is top. We are, you know, we are 
we are actually in good country. When we, when we are talking, when we are talking about football, no, we are one of the strongest one in Africa. So about the um, facility, we don't have any problem. But can you describe to me how is it different if you walk into that, that stadium or walk into the Ankraif Arena? Yeah, there is, there is more. It's more stronger. You know, it's more difficult there. You have more pressure playing there. He knows. You know, when we play for African national team, he's. Uh, Because people are living for, for football, you know? I mean, most of the time in Africa, we only have football, so football is like a religion, uh -huh. and it's something very big. And uh, when you guys are playing home, it's, uh, it's like a, a big party and everyone is following the game and it's a, it's a big thing, you know? it's something really big and it's a lot of pressure, a lot of resp responsibility. Asina, do you have a memory of your first uh, international game for, uh, for Burkina Faso? Yeah. I played against Uganda and then it was nice, nice at atmosphere, but compared to Johan Cruyff, it's different. It's really different because Johan Cruyff, you can enjoy the game, you can, you can do everything. You, you, you just can play, you just have to play football like you, you train every day, but there you, you don't play like this. You play with the big pressure, with everything like, If you don't win, they, they will going to kill you. That kind of thing. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot yeah. of pressure. A lot of because here we have um, you know we have game plan. Of course, there also we have game plan. We have to follow the game plan. But it's about winning. They don't care how. Here, when we win, we don't play good. It's a big drama. Here, yeah, we, you you guys don't play good, but we won. But there, it's only about winning. They don't yeah. care how. They don't care how you play. It's a big difference. Big difference. It's a religion there. That's what he said. But also. over here as well. But over here, the religion is playing good football. And and I actually have to play in a certain way. Yeah. And it's even more important maybe than winning. Yeah. And that that's you play good. You can lose, but if you kept to the plan, you did your best thing by keeping to the plan. Yeah. But there, they don't care how you play. You just win. You have to win. And I can see. I've you've seen the the images of the the things that go on in the stadiums, the music, the party. It's life. It's so important to them. And of course, we have the orange shirts, and it's also important. But it's also going with everybody to the stadium and having fun, and then it's a big party. It's a big party, and there, it's life. Yeah, well, I've I've seen I've I've, I've googled the stadium. It's the 4th of August sta uh, uh, uh -huh. 83 stadium in Burkina Faso. Uh -huh. uh, after the after the talk, I I saw some some match images. Yeah, you want to go? I go. I want to sure. go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, okay, one time I really want to visit a match. I want to see Traore play there for his national team because it's crazy. Because it's also it's also a party. It's also a celebration, and it's so important to them that when they, they win, that they win. It's yeah. a party. <laughs> Topic four. So then we move on to topic four, in which we talk about the Ajax team. We start off with a quiz question, of course. Let's see how well they know their teammates. Because the question I asked them was, which current Ajax first team player has played the most matches for the club? What do you think, Horace? Um, I would have to say... Is it, is it, uh, does it have to be a starter or can he sit on the bench? He can also sit on the bench. I would go for the hunter, Klaus Ah, let's see. Joel Vedman. Vedman. You didn't use the horn. <laughs> Andre has it. It's your film. Do you know how many? I don't know, but I think more than 300 games. No, he's almost at 250. 250, 240. sorry. Wow. 
Joe ja. Veldman. Ja, Joe Veldman. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a lot. But actually, uh, Andre Onana also played more than 150. I think 175 recently. It goes so fast. It goes really fast. Yeah. It goes so fast. And um, he also told some real interesting inside stuff here about he, how he became uh, the first uh, Ajax team keeper. Uh, first, I asked him what he remembered of his first game in the Ajax team. My first experience, like... Um my first game, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course, it was not uh, my best game. It was not my best day. It was against them too, and yeah. But we actually start very good because uh, I think the, in the beginning of the game we score, then I thought shit. I think that's going good, but in the end we lost one two, and it was terrible for me because it was my first game, and people start to talk, yeah. We miss Jasper and for me it was uh, yeah it was difficult to to accept no because <laughs> I was not good like him no I did my best but <laughs> everyone was pointing finger on, on me like Andre you played then we lost I was like yeah I did my best my friend more than that I cannot do you know and it was not uh, it was not uh, so good. Do you remember the moment that you were sure that you were going to be the first keeper of Ajax? You know, for me it was, uh, if I have to talk about it, it would be, it would be a little bit longer because I, in, I didn't have one moment. I didn't, I never thought I would be the first goalie because when I started to play, the coach told me, Andrew, you have three games, I will buy another goalkeeper. So I was playing like, okay, I'm going to play my three games and I will go on the bench. Because after, before, before I started to play, they told me to leave the club, you know, I was looking for another club in France. So when I start to play, I was like, okay, I already have three games and then we'll see. You know, I was like, okay, I just play my three games, I do my best and thank you God I made my debut already. So I was, my head was more focused on looking for another club that time. So you didn't think at all that you were going to be the first? No, because I was not the first option, you know. Mm-hmm. I was third goalie and that, that time, Diderick was second, was second goalie and the coach taught me, Andre, you play three games, Diderick is there, but I will bring Tim Krul and I was like, okay. So, um, probably it's not, I will never, I will never, never be a goalie, first goalie in Ajax. You're here with a, a younger guy, but he's still a friend, I think, right? He's a friend of you, right? Yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw Lasina? It's when he came to make um, the trial with, um, with, with us. He, he played, he came, he trained with us. And first thing he told me, yeah, I'm a, I'm a family with Traore, but better than Traore mm-hmm. because I'm a really good friend with Traore. And then I was like, yeah? He said, oh, yes. And I started to, then we started to talk. At, start to advise him how we have to do and I saw he's a great guy good player and mm-hmm. when I saw that we was playing I, I knew Ajax would uh, would take him and you talk French to each other mm-hmm. what do you talk uh, what do you guys talk about most uh, Lassina yeah I want everything but more with politics in Africa how it's going there what the president is doing that kind of things mm-hmm. because we, we both like it <laughs> I'm so surprised, or not surprised, but um, fascinated by the transformation that Onana made from those first games. And I remember he was with the youth squad and he wasn't playing that good either. Mm-hmm. And now, and you hear it too about uh, Lasina, the father figure that he is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you see it in the game sometimes before the start of the games. He's just 
such a statue. He's just such a, uh, a pillar of a guy to have yeah. in your team. Yeah. He really transformed, and I'm so glad he did those three games yeah. and didn't go to France. We might have some explaining to do because he also he said the name of Diederik Boer. Yeah, uh, it was a name that he uh, he named there. That was uh, actually the second goalkeeper yeah. back then, but he got the chance before him because Diederik Boer was kind of like injured and like the first, mildly. First keeper and was then Tim Krull also right. came. He bought that keeper. Uh, Ajax bought that keeper, uh, who he was a goalkeeper of the Dutch team as well. Right. So he was supposed to be the first keeper, but right. he got injured. And then Onana stayed for longer. We were lucky. We were extremely lucky. We yeah, were lucky to have this guy. And who discusses politics. Isn't that <laughs> amazing, these two guys, young guys, because they're still very young. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was asking maybe, you know, because they were talking French to each other beforehand. So I was just maybe asking, like, what do you talk about? Is there some kind of conspiracy about you talking about... You know, maybe other players, other players, or maybe the other sex. I don't know. <laughs> and then they said politics. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer to give. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I cannot check it because my French no, is rusty, no. man. And uh, do they, uh, you, you hear their friends, you hear that uh, they're interested. He was interested in Traoré right away because his uh, cousin yeah. is... Bertrand. Bertrand Traoré. Yeah. yeah, we come to talk about him a little later as well, because Bertrand Traoré was a, a member of the Ajax squad in that Europa League final season. Right. And also, um, we were talking about that Ajax team. Um, so to keep them on topic, <laughs> I asked them for their favorite memories at the club. Lassina agreed that it was his first match in the first team with Ajax. Right. Um, and Ajax became also at that game against Utrecht, the non-official champions of the Eredivisie last year. It was a crazy match. And here's Lasina's memories. Yeah, for me is that that one because it was my my debut, mm -hmm. and it's the day that we become champions. So it was amazing day for me. I still regret my 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 chance because I could I could I could even score in the action against Utrecht. I think Utrecht. Yeah. So is the is the best best day for me. Still until now. And for you, Andre, what is your best memory of Ajax mm -hmm. in five years? Hmm. I have so many good memories, but the best. No, uh, I don't know what is the best because against Madrid, no, it was big night or so. That is Europa League for sure. I have so many good things, you know. Okay, I also the game. I have the game also uh, the game against uh, Bayern München at home. Mm -hmm. We didn't win the game but the feeling was like shit if we can draw against these guys so that means we are also stronger you know and but i would choose euro league europa league uh, quarterfinal against shark away away and why was that so special it was so special because we was you know and for us the game was over it was 3-0 down we had a red card and it was the game was almost over for us and I remember I was talking with him with Sanchez and Bertrand. It was like Andre, it's finito, it's finito, we cannot do anything. So you know we were also like just just play and we're gonna try next year and we don't know how next score and we won and then we went in, you know, so for me when, so I, when, when Nick Vierhever scored that goal, what did you do? What did I do? Not yeah. only what I do, you have to see back that image. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you know, it was, it was, you know, the adrenaline was 
a lot. Then we start to run everywhere, even the coaches, the physios, the doctor, you know. We had, um, this one is funny, we had some player like, um, like Bertrand. Bertrand was already out. Cleaver, Justin was already out. He came in without shoes. He was running everywhere. And we was like, we couldn't believe. You know, we couldn't believe. We are still, you know, we are still going in. And it was, uh, it was my best game because at that time, we didn't have experience. It was my first game. It was my um, my first year mm-hmm. without experience, you know, and I couldn't control my feelings, you know, and um, it's something I cannot describe. It was too big. I was so happy. I was so happy because for us, mm-hmm. like, especially for me, six months ago, I was playing with Young Ajax, you know, and six months later I have to play against a child in a big stadium. For me it was like a big dream, you know. I couldn't hinder the pressure. It was like, wow, what we did, what we achieved, it was so big for us. Amazing time. I mean, it was it was actually the start of uh, a great period for Ajax. I mean, it went on to Madrid and Juventus and then uh, half almost into the finals of the Champions League. But it all started there, basically. Against Schalke. Yeah, and it was, uh, he's right, that was one of the best games there was. Well, that that, that game was actually, the away game was, was just, it was surviving, but the home yeah, maybe game... Maybe explain for the international listeners. Yeah, because listeners. we, we, we uh, like it's two seasons ago, right? right. Ajax was in the, uh, in the quarterfinals of the Europa League, the stage that we didn't reach th- this year. And Ajax played against uh, against Schalke, and at home uh, we had a draw. Uh, Klaas and Huntelaar were still playing for Schalke, right. and when the draw came, everybody was like, "Schalke, that's a bad draw. You will definitely a German team, very tough." Exactly. But here at home, uh, Ajax played very well, and we won. So with some confidence, we went to Gelsenkirchen, <laughs> which is where Schalke is, just just at the other side of the border, actually, where Schalke plays. And I was there as well in the stadium to to, to do the reporting. And Ajax was was blown away by Schalke. Right. It was 3-0, just like André said. Klaas right. uh, Jan was playing. Uh, he was a bit dirty, is also what uh, what André said. He was a bit, well, he was annoying, let's put yes. it like, like that. But then uh, Nick Viergever with Ajax, with a man down, Nick Viergever, defender who now plays for PSV Eindhoven, um, was the guy who, who scored that goal. And exactly like you said, after that, Lyon came. Another bad draw is what they said. Right. Chanceless is what they said. And we won over we two won. matches. And well, went on to the, the final. saga continued for uh, right. for a year or so. Lost the final. I was trying not to talk about that no, against okay. Manchester United but, with Daley Blind in the in the team. Yeah, and then went on to uh, go to the Champions League the next season, and had those great games. So it was such a uh, start of a great time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Topic five. So last topic I wanted to discuss with them is family, you know, because family is important to almost every professional football player, almost every human being, of course. But of course. Also, the last question uh, came in. Uh, both of them wanted to win the trophy, of course. I asked them a family question. Their teammate, Daily Blind, is the son of another Ajax legend. Uh, you know this one, of course, Horace. Of course. What is the name of his father? You know it. I know it. You're asking me? Uh, you can say it. I'll say it after. Okay. Yeah, you can say it before because his, you know. His father's name is Danny Blint. Andre. <laughs> Blint. What is no. What is his first Blint name? Blint is the family name. What is his first name? I was thinking, oh, shit. What is his name? Blint. 
It's really, it's really similar to daily, but it's not daily. Dan? No, no, I... You said Dan? Danny, Dan. Oh, it's Danny. Danny, 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 Danny. Lassina gets the prize. He gets the Quizmaster trophy. He answered with Blint. Yeah, what's his father's name is Blint. Technically, he's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't say what's his first name. No, in, in a court of law, he would win. And there, that's, is, uh, <laughs> there are some countries in which just the name of your father is right. your name. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. Um, and you maybe heard the kiss. Did you hear the kiss? No. Uh, because Lacina immediately kissed the, the trophy that I handed to him. He was so happy with the, with the win. Absolutely, he kissed it. He was very happy with it. These he are was champion also, players. I recorded a video with them afterwards. Maybe you saw it on social media because it um, it, it, it promotes this podcast that right. we're in right now. Right. And and he was he was wearing it with pride. He was. Everything I think he took they, it to the training. They play. They play for the win. Absolutely. But then my time was almost up. Uh-huh. Um, so on the topic of family, I did want to ask Lasina about his cousin. We talked uh, about him before. Uh, Bertrand Traoré, he's a winger who plays for Olympique Lyon nowadays, um, but he was a member of the Ajax team who reached the Europa League final. So I asked uh, Lassina what he's like. Bertrand, mm-hmm. my cousin, and then he, he's a little bit shy if there is so many people, but if he's one against one like this, he's really open. And what is he like as a, as a cousin? Did you see him when you were younger? Yes. I saw him play for national team, yeah, uh, for the youth, and then beginning in the in the school, mm-hmm. he was the best player there, and then after for national team, and then the one year later he, he went to to England to Chelsea, and then was the first picking every player to to play for big team like Chelsea for. Yeah. Um, Lucina, do, do you uh, do, do your parents come to watch the game sometimes? Yes, especially my mom. If there is a game and then she has time, she always come to to watch the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, your family also came a few times. Yeah, your a few parents. times. They were here last week. Yeah. And then you, I see if, if if I know when your parents are there because then you are different on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, because you look around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe you know I don't. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure I'm looking around all the time, you know, I always try to um, to do the same thing every game, follow the game plan and yeah, maybe maybe you feel it, no, because I was mm-hmm. trying to look where they are, but uh, yeah, I think uh, that doesn't mean I'm not focused. <laughs> <laughs> my time is up. Yeah, yeah I think I think he got my, my, my question wrong because... Uh, it is. He thought. He thought you said he was unfocused because exactly. he was looking for the family. And I wasn't uh, saying that, but I just no. at the beginning when he comes up for the for the warm up, right? And you see him look around, right. and then I know that his parents are there because they they fly over from Africa. I mean, Lasina's mother is in Paris, so she's way closer. It's right. way easier for them to come and visit a game. And of course, he looks for him. We see it at a lot of players how they look for their family as they score, as they're finished, and and. It's also, uh, 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 it shows you how professional he is. He doesn't want anybody to think he's not focused on the game. He's not thinking about the game plan. That's what he's doing. That's what he's here. And that's why he's such a hero also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so then my time was up, unfortunately, um, because they were really nice guys. What do you think? Really nice guys. And, and like I said in the beginning, the, the thing that comes back to me, they're, they're just a storybook uh, 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 boy dream come true, coming to a great club, playing here, playing good. You know, being 
being important for the club, uh, like like the boss Onana is, because he's so important in some games. And I, I'm sure uh, Alessina is going to be important to us. Also, still young though, and it's it's such a it's such a great story to hear how they come from their bare feet to the Johan Cruyff Arena. I hope the story will continue for a while. I hope so too. And please, next time. Take me to this interview because yeah. you did a great job. Because I just want—I I, want to be there next time. But. Yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. I'll plan it on a day so you can be there with yes, us. Yes, please. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's go and connect with a uh, faraway fan. Every episode, we try to extend our network of Ajax fans all over the globe. And today, we're calling out to the United States. Sean Click lives in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome, Sean. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you? All right. Very well. First question, why Ajax, Sean? Uh, it probably started with FIFA originally um, when I was a lot younger. Um, there wasn't, obviously in the U.S., there wasn't a ton of exposure to the sport back then. Uh, there's certainly a lot more now. Um, and obviously it's a lot easier with the Internet. But uh, I, I found Ajax for two reasons, FIFA and also um there was an American at the time when I was younger, John O'Brien. Um, yes. And I, I was very excited anytime there was Americans playing in Europe. Uh, so I always tried to follow those, the, their careers closely. Uh, unfortunately, he, I think he had a lot of injury issues, but um, he was, he was a good player. The U S had a great uh, 2002 world cup and he was a big part of that. Um, we got all the way to the quarterfinals and should have beaten Germany, but uh, they, you know, they used their handball on the goal line. German so. luck, German luck. Now, <laughs> yeah. I have a yep, question. Yeah. Who were you playing with in FIFA at that time? What time was that? Uh, this was uh, early 2000s, uh, like 01, 02, 03. I mean, yeah. I still play, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, this, I was, I was uh, in school. Um, I was really young back then. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm not even actually sure how I ended up. I guess it probably was John O'Brien. And then because of that, I started playing with Iox regularly in the game yeah. and at my love grew from there. So can you say this is how you became a soccer fan also? Um, yeah, f FIFA, I probably owe most of my soccer fandom to FIFA. The first time I ever experienced, I mean, like I said, there was nothing on. When the World Cup was here in 94, I was really young, and it was the first um, first time I'd ever seen professional soccer. Uh, a lot, I didn't actually play growing up, but my friends, a lot of my friends did, and they were really excited when the tournament was coming and it even came to Detroit. And, uh, I, I just, I was like, just enamored by the whole thing and I thought it was so cool. And I tried to, you know, record the games on VHS and, and I, I watched that USA, we beat Columbia, uh, in that tournament. <laughs> and, uh, I, I must've worn that tape out. I probably watched it you know, 50 times. And uh, how do you follow the games now? How do you follow the matches? Do you follow Ajax matches? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier nowadays. Um, there's actually a, 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 a premium uh, streaming service called ESPN Plus that has all the Eredivisie games on it. Um, oh, well, maybe not every game, but every Ajax game is on there for sure. I love how you say Eredivisie. That's just uh, the best way to say it, actually, for a far Oh, good. Family. Well, I'm happy. <laughs> well, I hope you don't mind me saying soccer then. I heard uh, uh, Vendersar say the other day that it's only football. <laughs> now, if you really want to uh, feel the uh, the Ajax spirit, uh, you should come to Amsterdam. Do you have any plans on visiting the Johan Cruyff Arena ever? I would love to. I've, uh, I think I, I said in the email when I reached out to you guys that I have been to Amsterdam a, a couple of times, but I've never actually been to the Johan Cruyff Arena or wow. Amsterdam Arena as it was once called. 
Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually visiting some friends in Germany in the, in the fall. So maybe, maybe that'll be my time. It'll be an easy, easy and, jump over. Well, I, I really hope so. <laughs> and, uh, I hope you get the chance to, uh, come and see them play here. Uh, we hope you keep on supporting IX and, uh, to help you do that, we're shipping you a Jersey, Jersey to Michigan, an IX Jersey, and then you can, uh, watch it in your Jersey and tell all the Spurs fans. Show all the Spurs <laughs> fans where your heart is lying. Thank well, you very much, uh, Sean, and uh, keep supporting Ajax. All right, thank you. We are looking for faraway fans. So are you following Ajax from abroad? Staying up late to watch your favorite football team? Following the news with other foreign fans? Then Ajax Podcast International is looking for you. Send us an email on podcast at ajax.nl and tell us where you are. We hope to add you to our Ajax network. Oh, and uh, don't forget your contact details. So we're almost at the end of this fifth episode. Uh, last time at the Gatafa live show, it was a bit of a, a, a deception. So I think we forgot our fun fact. And uh, Diedrich, I think you have one for me this is it, time. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Ah, so, okay, a fun fact. Um, did you know um, Did you know that Ajax played Grêmio? Of course, uh, it was a, a morning game for us in uh, Amsterdam. What were, do you know about that match? Well, they were playing in Japan. And uh, like I said, it was early in the morning, so we made breakfast. It was, I think, one of the first times I watched a soccer game while eating breakfast. And uh, I remember uh, a penalty by Daily Blint. And he won a car. Absolutely. These are all. He, these he are on a Toyota. This is all right. So I, I got an email from uh, Brazil right. uh, in our podcast at ix.nl uh, email address, and there was someone asking about the details of a, a match against Grêmio. So right. I thought this is easy. We can find that everywhere. But then I found out that he was he mentioned another Grêmio match. There's another. Ajax. There's another Ajax match, and it was actually uh, in I think 1994. Ajax played also played Grêmio, but then in Thailand. And this is be, this is before for our listeners that don't know. This is before that game. Yeah, it was in, in Thailand. Yeah, in January 9th, nineteen ninety four, and uh, there was also Grêmio. So Ajax played Grêmio for the second time in ninety five because they also played them in Thailand for a friendly tournament. Did they win or lose the first game? Well, they lost in penalties. Perfect. <laughs> they lost in penalties. Because <laughs> better lose the friendship game than the world trophy. Yeah. And the only thing um, we don't know is who took the Grêmio penalties. We know who took the Dutch penalties. We know the who Ajax took penalties. the Dutch penalties. Yeah. So this, this guy from, from Portugal emailed to us, right. asked us if, if we know the complete lineup from Ajax and also if we know who lost, who, who missed the penalties and who scored the penalties. Are you going to tell us? And no, I'm still finding out. So if you know this, if you're some kind of Ajax or Grêmio... Um, Enthusiast. And th- let's put it like that. I yes. was, was going to say nerd, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. I was so surprised about this story. I didn't know. So there was a tournament in Thailand. Uh, Nick van Rijven helped us find this out. It was called the King's Cup. And Ajax played with Grêmio and FC Copenhagen. And... The national team of Nigeria was wow. Was uh, Louis van Gaal at uh, as our trainer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so he must have seen. Maybe we can ask him. Maybe we can ask him if we ever have him. I would love to ask you him that question. You have to rate my fun fact now. Was it? A- it was a great fun fact. I think this was a definite um, B plus. 
B plus Thanks. going. If to, I if I would have researched everything, it would have been an A, right? It would have been an A if okay. you really known who missed the penalties for Ajax, or or shot them in for Grêmio. I hope I hope maybe uh, an enthusiast will help me out here. This is going to come in. All right, we've reached the end of episode five already of the Ajax Podcast International. This podcast is brought to you twice a month by AFC Ajax, your favorite Dutch football team. I would like to thank Joey Bodestaffer for helping us mix up this episode. And thank you, of course, for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you're listening on iTunes, it would be great if you could give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about this episode or about anything, please don't hesitate to send us an email on podcast at Thank you, Diederik, for this great episode. And thank you, listeners. Hear you soon.